0: Welcome to Nice Ashes. I'm Nate. And I'm
1: Mike. What are we smoking today, Nate? We
0: are smoking what appears to be a rectangle. So this is an Oliva Master Blends 3. Not to be confused with the Oliva Master Blends 1 or 2. Uh, Master Blends 5 is right out. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yes, but it is, this is a... uh, fairly
0: fairly squashed. It looks... Uh, box presses usually look more like a box, so this one is definitely flatter on the top and bottom uh, than it is on the sides.
1: Yeah, I would call this a rectangular press, uh, Robusto. So, we're back to my favorite size again.
0: Yes. Well, we've been doing Robustos the past few episodes, right?
1: Yeah, we have. We got away from them. We were doing some Gordos, uh, and now we're back to the Robustos. So, I like Gordos as well, but...
0: All right. Well, we're gonna light up here. So far, initially, nothing unsavory on the first couple of puffs. I know uh, a couple episodes back with the Oliva Connecticut, it wasn't uh, the best start. Doesn't always mean anything, but this has a pretty good start to it, I believe.
1: Yeah, it's got a good, uh, good start. There's a little acid note to it, maybe acetone. Okay. Um, that's not necessarily a bad thing. A lot of cigars have that front flavor for me. Yeah,
0: I am pairing mine. With a Bauhaus Brew Labs Lounge Wizard hazy IPA, and the Bauhaus Brew Labs is a local Minnesota brewery.
1: Very nice. I'm having a whiskey sour. You seem my to be own whiskey sours
0: recently. Well, I think you always favor them, and I favor them too whenever I'm around.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, I have the uh, Soda Stream, and uh, yeah. I just like a whiskey sour. So, it's <laughs> an easy drink to make.
0: You don't have to explain yourself to me, Mike.
1: <laughs> I don't think I've had a whiskey sour on the show for a month. Oh, you haven't. Uh, uh, I've been drinking straight drinking? whiskey.
0: Oh, yeah, that's right.
1: Yeah, I was drinking uh, Johnny Walker Black, I think. Okay. So I got a handle of that, oh, like a year ago, and I'm still working on it, obviously, but... Yep. Yeah, yeah.
0: So we, uh, before we get into it here, I thought you might like a little, uh, little update... It seems that for the longest time we had a, I think it maybe was even the first episode of season one was our most listened to, most downloaded episode of our show. However, okay. our most recent Ahsoka episode has overtaken it to become the most popular episode of ours thus far.
1: Interesting. Interesting. Uh, did we have four or five downloads?
0: <laughs> 41 in the first oh. uh, couple of days. And then there's more since then. But a large part of that is due to Simha sharing it with all of his Star Wars uh, Facebook groups that he's part of. So he's nice. been out there putting us out into the Kathleen Kennedy verse.
1: Well, you know, thank him for that uh, from me since we don't directly communicate. Nice. And uh, if his podcast ever needs a guest, you know, we can, one or both of us could certainly join him.
0: Yes, indeed. I did find out one of my other friends started a podcast, a friend that I went to high school with, and it's called Midwestern Shenanigans. There's a couple of them out there right now. You can only find it on Spotify, but this is the one with a boat on a lake for the cover, and it is Mel and Nicole, Melissa and Nicole. So I listened to most of the first episode pretty good stuff. So if you're looking for something a little different, something that would not be the ma- the male shop talk, as it were. And I believe that uh, one of them at least said that they'd be willing to smoke a cigar and come on our show. So maybe we could do a little cross promotional show.
1: Heck yeah. We could find something that uh, they would like, depending on their tastes. So. Yes.
0: Uh, I thought it might even be fun to just do uh, just whip out like a Swisher Sweet or something uh, if we're going full on
1: midwestern <laughs> backwoods. But <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> we could do a backwoods cigar. I think I can find them somewhere. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Have you ever smoked a backwoods?
0: Ah, uh, I don't think
1: so. I don't know. They're trash. I They're I trash. Done They're... Swisher Sweet back
0: in the day. Yeah, the
1: backwoods is like the Swisher Sweet version of a charou. They're awful. <laughs>
0: Yeah, once I found out that there were more cigars out there than Swisher's Suites, I really haven't looked back. So, No, and really, I... I've never really been jonesing for a cigar so bad that I had to just stop in at a gas station and get a Swisher's Suite.
1: Right. Yeah, I, I uh, walked into a cigar lounge the first time when I was 17, so... Yep. <laughs>
0: All right, are you excited about our topic tonight, Mike?
1: I don't even know what the topic is, Nate. It's your oh, episode, yes, not my that's episode. right.
0: This is, well, it's collectively our episode, mm-hmm. I guess. So, anyway, our episode today, I wanted to get things away from all the heavy stuff. I mean, we. I think we had one of our heaviest episodes uh, just recently, um, just a super serious subject matter and everything with our Ahsoka episode, and then we kind of went into COVID and uh, child sex trafficking. So, let's go a little <laughs> bit different route. <laughs> And uh, I'm going to regale you with a story from my college days, Mike. And I don't know if I've ever told you this. I don't feel like I've—maybe I've never told anybody this, so what better place than here on the podcast to tell this story? Uh, one of my girlfriends in college gave me a book, and I and there's two books on this topic out there in the world. There's probably more, but there's two big ones. And one has a Taoist background, and one is— uh, secular, non-religious. Although I don't, I don't know how religious Taoism is in the grand scheme of things. I'm sure it is.
1: I'm guessing that there's people who are very, uh, extreme about it somewhere. Not here, but somewhere.
0: Yes. Just like the extreme Buddhists that you... Oh, yes. (laughs) Uh, so anyway, she gave me this book and I can't remember what it was called and I, and I'm not a hundred percent sure, but why don't I, uh, for the sake of this, uh, I believe it's called the Multi Orgasmic Man: Sexual Secrets Every Man uh, Should Know. Nice. Is that, is that the book that you thought I was going to be talking about, Mike?
1: Uh, no. Is, now let's is now, like...
0: now let's now let's be fair <laughs> before Mike goes on a on a tangent because I can already see his gears going, and we're not even in the same uh, room. <laughs> uh, this episode is going to be about sexual myths. And maybe sexual facts, but this book is what prompted me to want to do this episode, or this topic, I guess. What prompted me to want to do the episode was smoking and drinking with Mike. Uh, But yeah, the topic for this episode. Yes. So I never read the book. I gave it back to her. I think I read maybe the first chapter, and I thought, well, this is some bullshit, and kind of left it at that. So the book was kind of talking about multiple male orgasms, and orgasms that are without production, I guess. Uh, We're going to get into some of the terms here. Okay. Just just the first part of this episode is going to, where I'm going to break, I'm going to break down what's called a dry orgasm for men or a non ejaculatory orgasm. And then we're going to go into the multiple male orgasm. And then we can kind of talk about that. And then I've got a bunch of uh, fun sex myths slash facts that we can go through. So, but I did do a little bit extra research on this, the first bit about the the men stuff, because I figured there's probably not very many men out there talking about this. Maybe there are. I don't know. Not my, not the men that I know. Right. I mean, you know, men really don't say, hey, uh, do you usually just orgasm the one time when you're, you know, banging your wife or do you have multiple or what's your, what's your deal like? Like, what's the situation like? We're more like, yeah, had sex with the wife. Nice. Nice. You know, whatever. So, Or it's not
1: mentioned at all, I'm guessing. Yeah. Is yeah. <laughs> that something that is uh, discussed? It's, it's definitely
0: something Mike and I do not talk about.
1: Uh, no, no. That's something that most, I'm guessing most guys don't talk about. I'm not talking about it with my coworkers. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, hopefully not. I think that's a big HR no-no. I'm mm-hmm. not an HR specialist, though, so I don't know. So we're going to start out with the dry orgasm for men which uh, this is from healthdirect.gov.au. This is what they term a non-ejaculatory orgasm. So it says here that some men can have an orgasm without ejaculating. So I guess that's not a myth. They still have the feeling of having an ejaculation, but little, little or no semen comes out of the penis is what it says. Uh, It says that some men say that the dry orgasm feels just like a regular one and others have maybe slightly reduced sensation.
1: Is that like when you're 14 and you're jacking off like eight times a day and uh, nothing comes out of the tip of your dick or what?
0: Uh, Yeah, I mean, it doesn't really say an age. There are some medical (laughs) things here, okay? Uh, There was one kid, and I think it was on the internet, but it might have just been one of those urban legends. There's a kid who jacked off like 14 times in a day and died, like gave himself a heart attack. because Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's some medical reasons for this. And I'm going to kind of talk through some of the medical stuff. And this is mostly why I stopped reading the book, because it just didn't sound good. You know what I mean? It didn't sound like it was something I wanted to have happen. Right. To to me, personally. (laughs) Dry orgasm happens when there's no semen made in the body, which, you know, medical condition or whatever. Uh, And if the semen travels backwards into the bladder instead of coming out the penis, this is called a retrograde ejaculation. In this case, some people will notice that their urine is cloudy after a dry orgasm, and so I'm just get kind of getting the heebie-jeebies just uh, just reading some of this stuff. But
1: isn't that I a sign know, that you know have why. chlamydia?
0: I don't know. It didn't say it didn't say that here. I mean, cloudy, I, I, cloudy
1: I, urine, cloudy urine. If I remember correctly, uh, it's been a long time since I had to study STIs and STDs. <laughs> You're gonna say but...
0: <laughs> it's been a long time since I had chlamydia. <laughs> <laughs>
1: No, no, no. Hasn't been that long. No, no, no. But... No. Yeah. Uh, so
0: anyway, it says here that dry orgasms are not a problem in themselves, but sometimes they're they're caused by conditions that need to be treated, and they also need to be treated if you want to procreate, have a child. And it just says, uh, talk to your doctor about treatments that may be suitable for you if you are having dry orgasms. So this definitely makes it sound like it's not a bad thing, but it's not necessarily the normal thing, so... If you're having them, you should probably talk to a doctor. Uh, and basically that was kind of the first chapter of this Tao book where it was saying, look, you don't have to, you know, ejaculate to have an orgasm, feel good. And you just like hold that in. And uh, I don't know. Most times when you try to hold something in, it just doesn't work well. You know, holding your pee, uh, trying to not vomit, not sitting in the bathroom after Taco Bell or whatever. So All right. But I don't know. I mean, I guess it's not necessarily a medical issue, right? So it could be done. And But here's where it kind of takes it to the next level, with the multiple male orgasm. And this is where you're trying to train your body to basically have a non-ejaculatory orgasm. Okay. So, so you're trying to purposefully do this to yourself. Yes. Well, buckle up. Here we go. Uh, this is from... And I, I do not know this guy. We share the same first name. This is com slash blog. So super legit, but it's a whole big page. I didn't I didn't take the whole thing. I just thought we could talk about a little bit of it. We don't have to actually. I mean, this guy is recommending all sorts of things.
1: So take well, that a, it seems to it be is. extremely reliable. Oh, yeah. Uh, almost yeah. as uh, reliable as .gov slash AU uh, yeah. levels. Got to be. Got to be.
0: The only thing more reliable would be a .org, mm-hmm. multiplemaleorgasm.org. <laughs> you send us, send us a $5 bill, and we send you a multiple male orgasm stamp, and then you can come as many times as you want.
1: As long as you print your name in all capital letters, period. And don't forget the brackets around your fucking zip code, or they're on to you.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, yes. Okay, so this is saying, not only can guys have multiple orgasms in a single session, they can do it without ejaculating with no recovery period. And they can have prolonged orgasms that last for over a minute. Uh, And this is like what you'd be flipping through at three or four in the morning on the uh, Infomercial channel.
1: I was going to say, this reminds me of early 2000s advertising (laughs) on the internet. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. So
0: I guess according to this guy, there are four types of orgasms. There's the ejaculatory orgasm, the non ejaculatory orgasm, which they deem a, an NEO. Then they have a prolonged or peaking non ejaculatory orgasm. So I guess that's the orgasm that lasts more than a minute. And then they have a prostate orgasm, which he doesn't talk about at all. So interesting. He only cares about the non ejaculatory and the prolonged non ejaculatory. But he gives a real handy, nice five-step process to multiple orgasms. So you too can do this at home. Though I am not a doctor, so please don't take my word for any of this because I have not tried any of this. Wink, wink. (laughs) Well, uh, so the first step is ejaculatory control. You need to be able to masturbate for 10 or more minutes at a single go. So you need a lot of time on your hands to put a lot of other things on your hands. The second one here is Kegel exercises. He was saying Kegel exercises are not just for women. That's old school thinking. And he recommended a couple of training apps, uh, whether you're on an iPhone or an Android. And he's like, yep, you could just use these trading apps and trade your Kegels or whatever. And uh, then daily practice, he says, set aside 20 minutes every night. That's the third step. 20 minutes every night to do your Kegels and your uh, 10-minute or more uh, masturbation session.
1: Dude, who has 20 minutes to set aside for something like that? <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't have 20 minutes to set aside to do damn near anything that I already <laughs> am not doing, right? <laughs> like,
0: that is fair. And with two kids... I have to wait probably 15 to 17 years before I might have 20 minutes to do anything. And it's probably not going to be the solo stuff when I do.
1: So. <laughs> <laughs> You're not going to do Kegel practices? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I
0: guess I could work up my Kegels for the next 18 years and be the world's strongest. I could be Mr. Kegel Man. Maybe mm-hmm. that's a new Marvel superhero coming out. Mr.
1: Kegel. Uh, uh, so the, if it's uh, a new Marvel superhero, it's not going to be a man. Okay, let's just put it that way. That's that's fine. That's fair.
0: <laughs> I, 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 they could still be a female character and still be called Mr. Kegel.
1: That is true.
0: All right, the fourth step. Separate the orgasm from ejaculation. The goal here is to squeeze the PC muscle hard enough to stop ejaculation. Okay. So, you know, your, your body is like, I'm going to do my body thing. And then your super kegel is basically saying, "Oh no, you're not, but you still did or didn't i don't i mean I don't know how that all works, so and that's why I stopped reading the book after the first chapter, and I remember that vividly where it was basically saying you need to forcibly stop yourself, which seems sure. weird to me i I don't know i mean does it
1: does it seem weird to you or uh, I just, am, I, am I not
0: being open minded about this Mike
1: i uh... Maybe you're not being open-minded. I really, now that you tell me the medical, what's going on, I, you're not even gaming the system. You're just uh, redirecting what's already going to happen. You know what I mean? You're not yeah, stopping but, what's going to happen.
0: But that's the thing is they say that if you don't orgasm or if you don't ejaculate, mm-hmm. then you don't have a recharge. So what, it just goes back to the the, sto- the storage unit and is like, hey, we're we're good to go again later? goes back to the storage <laughs> unit.
1: I mean, I don't know. I always thought that was a one-way street and you couldn't go, you know, you couldn't pull a U-turn on it.
0: Well, yeah. And I thought, uh, you know, some things are it only, but you got all kinds of crazy drivers, right? hmm And then step five is you have your first non-ejaculatory orgasm. You still might have some leakage or squirt, but no recovery time which is important and emphasized so that you can have more orgasms. I see. So, but I but that's what I don't understand. If you're if you're forcing it to not come out, is that what dictates the recovery time? What if you just like produce a lot of semen and every time you ejaculate you only ejaculate half of it out? Does that mean you can have a second one right away even if you don't stop any coming out? Like I didn't think it was like uh,
1: None of this makes any sense to me so far. I'm not going to tell you, a lie.
0: You tell me, Mike.
1: You tell me what's going on. <laughs> I uh, you know what? I didn't know that there were so many roundabouts in the Oregon region.
0: Yeah. I mean, I guess from from a thing separating out the orgasm from ejaculation, that makes sense. If you can train your body to orgasm without ejaculating, that's one thing. If basically you're working out a muscle to forcibly stop your semen or urine or poop, right? You I mean you could train anything to squeeze hard enough to stop anything. And you and you could say, "Well, I've never pooped. I haven't pooped this whole year because I tra- trained my my sphincter to to be so tight. I've just I've got it all backed up in there."
1: I don't think you that's know. possible, but that's
0: <laughs> it's, it's a, just an analogy to kind of uh, Sure. Like I'm struggling with it because if you could separate out the two processes, Without having to work out your PC muscle and be able to squeeze it so hard to stop
1: ejaculation. I don't uh, know I mean, what just, to tell you, Nate. I I, uh, I do know that I need to take my wrapper off my cigar. Are you that far? I am about
0: halfway. <laughs>
1: so I'm about halfway as well. Uh, the first inch or so of this cigar, I was getting a lot of acetone. And then after okay. the first inch, it started to smooth out. And now it's really full-bodied and uh, quite good. Yes, I like this one. Yeah, it's it, it is good. The first inch I didn't think was going to I I was not looking forward to smoking the rest of it, but it turned okay. out okay. I didn't
0: have I did I didn't have a, a big enough flavor of that to give me any worry, I guess, for that. But also, I think you liked the I think you liked the Oliva Connecticut better than I did
1: because I did not I like did. That one. I did like the Connecticut more than you did. Yeah. I thought it was uh more rounded than you did. Yes. And that could be humidor differences. It's yeah, possible. It
0: could be. It could, could be personal taste differences as well, I suppose. I mean, there's some people mm-hmm. that don't like cilantro or it, yes. to them it tastes like soap, you know, and it's medically whatever. So. Yes. Uh, so I don't know, I guess. I, I, I guess I can't really say the multiple male orgasm thing is a myth, but I also can't say that it's a fact.
1: I wouldn't call it a myth so much as uh, there's so much work involved that who's going to be able to test it out, right? It doesn't seem yeah. quite right. Yeah. Uh, I know that uh, in the pornography industry, they wipe uh, like gels on their erections to make them not sensitive. And they will take uh, extreme amounts of Viagra so they can stay hard for the shoots, you know? Yeah. And – uh so it just doesn't make sense. If if anybody was going to be into this and do it, it would be one of those people. At least one professional would try it and show it on screen, you know? Yeah. yeah. Not that I'm like out there scouring well, the internet. You know what? You go, you go Google stuff.
0: it. I'm sure there's somebody out there that has a video of them doing just that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess. Luckily, there were no videos and no videos on autoplay when I was <laughs> Googling that. <laughs>
1: Well, you know, as long as you're not doing it on a work computer.
0: So here I am doing my Kegel exercises. (laughs) All right, Mike. Uh, This is, this one's kind of uh, right from, have you seen Rob
1: Roy? I have seen Rob Roy.
0: Okay. Do you remember when the wife, after the unfortunate thing happens, the wife goes into the lake and is trying to wash stuff out of herself?
1: No. Okay, but is that right I beginning? haven't seen it for a very long time. <laughs> okay.
0: So, uh, Mike, does taking a shower or douching after sex, do you think that prevents pregnancy?
1: I'm going to guess no. You would be correct.
0: How about, so this says grinding and dry humping, sex motions with clothes on. Does that result in pregnancy?
1: I'm going to guess no.
0: You are correct. It does not. All right. How about uh, double bagging it, doubling up on condoms?
1: That's a bad idea. You are correct.
0: (laughs) How about uh, sex at the pool? Do you prevent any pregnancy by doing the deed in the pool?
1: I'm going to guess no.
0: That is correct. And also I've heard, uh, I don't think I've tried it, but I've heard you shouldn't have sex underwater anyway because the pressure of the water inside the vagina is not good.
1: Uh, I have not heard that one, but I have heard that the water does not aid in lubrication.
0: Yeah. As anybody who's fooled around in the shower would probably also tell you.
1: Yes. <laughs> or a hot tub. <laughs> or yes. whatever you may. Anything that's
0: wet. hmm Uh every time you engage in vaginal sex, can you get pregnant, Mike? Even if it's your first time? Yes. You are correct. What about what if the uh what if the woman's on top? Yes. Okay, what? you're right.
1: <laughs> oh what? <laughs> I didn't know I was gonna be on Hollywood Squares tonight. Yeah, well, you know,
0: <laughs> this is my episode. You are gonna be at whatever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> all right, um, let's see here. Let's see. So, if if you've got a if you've got a, a, a moist vaginal area, uh, but the sperm wasn't all the way up in there, can the sperm swim up to the vagina?
1: Yes, you are correct.
0: If you have unprotected sex on your period, can you get pregnant?
1: Yes. You are Depends on where the ovum is in its cycle. You should have written this article um, because you know more than me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, if you put the condom on wrong, should you just flip it around and put it on the right way?
1: No, you should get a new condom.
0: Yeah, and how often does that happen?
1: <laughs> I don't know, Nate. I I don't know. That's not a problem that I've uh, had recently. <laughs> Yes. not having enough condoms or putting it on wrong. So
0: y- Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We're going to a, another uh, list here of myths and facts about sex. So is
1: oral sex safe sex? Define safe.
0: Well, that is basically what the, uh, the truth of this one is, is that oral sex is safer if you choose to engage in sexual activity, but you can still get Sexually transmitted infections and diseases.
1: You're certainly less likely to get pregnant. Yes, usually. Yeah, pr- pretty sure.
0: <laughs> All right. Can you always tell if someone has a sexually transmitted infection?
1: I want to say yes. <laughs> no, obviously no. no. That's no. ridiculous. Yeah, yeah.
0: It would be nice to say yes. <laughs> it would make everything a lot easier. All right. How about uh, condoms mean safe sex?
1: Well, it's safer than not using one, but it's not, a perfect, it's not a perfect solution, is it? It
0: is not. So it says uh, use of condoms will indeed prevent you from getting a sexually transmitted infection and keep you from getting pregnant, but only when you use them prop- properly. And then isn't there something where there's some of those, I don't know, like rashes and things that you can get just not...
1: Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, there's rashes. And if you're... Shaving in those nether regions, obviously, you're going to be increase your exposure level. Yeah.
0: Okay. How about only men who have sex with men can get HIV?
1: (laughs) There wouldn't be any women with AIDS, right? Or HIV. That would be true. Yeah. (laughs) Man, we know that's not the case. So (laughs)
0: yeah. How about uh, how about the pullout method? That's pretty safe. Right, Mike?
1: Well, according to the
0: Bible, it works. You know,
1: but, uh, <laughs> I don't think that one's true either, Nate. <laughs> no, it's not. It's not.
0: All right. Now I've got uh, I've got some facts here for uh, our listening pleasure, and this is from Glamour dot com. So you know, it's, uh, it's well, we know
1: start... it's legit. Yeah, it's got to be legit.
0: Well, we know it's gonna be a lot medically, a lot less medically based. <laughs> so the world's largest recorded penis. Belongs to a 41-year-old New Yorker, Jonah Falcon. Uh, It's 9.5 inches flaccid and 13.5 inches
1: erect. That's pretty impressive.
0: The average male orgasm lasts about six seconds, and the average female orgasm lasts about 20 seconds. Are you right-handed or left-handed, Mike?
1: I am right-handed.
0: It says the left testicle usually hangs lower than the right for right-handed men, and then the opposite is true
1: for lefties. I did not know that.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Uh, Here's a fun question for you, Mike. After fingers and vibrators, what is the next most often used
1: female masturbator? Uh, I don't know. Uh, Phone. Candles. Handles to... Okay, got it. Candles.
0: Candles.
1: Candles. 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 Okay. I... I don't know how they could possibly know that.
0: I do not know unless there are an awful lot of truthful people on surveys. All right. So there's a condition known as penile rupture. And the most common cause of that is vigorous masturbation. So it basically says if that happens, you're doing it wrong. (laughs) Uh,
1: I've never had that issue. So there we go.
0: Me either. Some people are really out there living though, aren't they?
1: Uh, apparently, a better life than me. <laughs> <laughs>
0: All right. The average vagina is three to four inches long, but can expand by 200% when sexually aroused. All right. Despite what men claim, only 15% have a penis longer than seven inches, and only 3% have a penis more than eight inches long.
1: Ah, uh, that's interesting. I guess I never thought about it, but that. Yeah, but okay. you know,
0: we already said that we're not the kind of men that go and talk about our sex lives, really. And I don't know that we go around and stand around a lot of other naked men to do our own studies. So you know, you know, it would be interesting, Mike. Would be if uh, to see a, a study on you know how humans are getting taller every generation or whatever. You know, like the the Europeans that came over to America were a lot shorter than we were on average.
1: Uh, there's studies that show that, but there's also conflicting information to where height and height and weight has changed based on other variables other than timeline, you know, like different farming techniques get introduced and then people get taller and then, uh, things like that. But yes, I, I I've seen those studies.
0: Well, I'd be curious if, uh, if the members have a similar, similar chart or not, I guess. I'm going to guess. No, I'm
1: going to guess. No.
0: If anything, it's probably the other way with all the different, um, like fluoride in the water supply and everything, right?
1: (laughs) I, uh, I don't know about that either. (laughs) Uh,
0: all right. So apparently orgasms can lower a woman's risk of heart disease, stroke, breast cancer, and depression. So all around a good thing.
1: Well, feeling good is generally good for your body. So there we go. Yes.
0: All right, this next one is from CoatsCounseling.com, and this is just a a sampling of—they've got 50 of these on their site, but I only grabbed a couple. Uh, Nearly 10% of all dreams include sex, so it's not just for teenage boys, but for both men and women. Uh, Women were more likely to have sex dreams about politicians, celebrities, or their exes, while men were more likely to dream about having sex with multiple partners at once.
1: That makes sense. Do you remember your dreams? Do androids
0: dream of electric sheep? Uh, sometimes I do and sometimes I don't. I've found as I get older, I've, I've not been remembering them as often as I used to when I, was, when I was younger. How about you?
1: I typically remember my dreams if I sleep a long period of time. But if I only sleep six hours, then I usually do not. Okay, So it, it's largely dependent on the length of sleep that I have. Or if I wake up in the middle of the night, you know, because of a loud noise or something crazy like that, then I remember.
0: All right. This next one is uh, 3% of people have no sexual fantasies at all, which is a weird way to say 97% of us have sexual fantasies.
1: (laughs) Is that saying that 3% of people are asexual?
0: I thought it was like 1.6% were non-binary or something.
1: Yeah, it's pretty low. That that includes everybody, not not just asexuals though. So, the no, that actual yeah, number's yeah, got to yeah, yeah. be lower. And yeah. I've noticed at least the people who I know who claim to be asexual have sexual partners who they live with anyway.
0: Yeah, I, but the asexual right. thing is isn't that they're that they don't have sexual fantasies?
1: I thought it was that they don't or, have or don't sexual attraction. Have sex. Yeah, they don't have sexual I don't
0: attraction, know. but but it can still feel good, I suppose, right? Mm. Oh, you think if, so especially if orgasms will reduce health conditions at least in women i think it I think it does too for men, but I don't didn't have that on here
1: uh I do know that orgasms for men lower your chances of having prostate cancer, which is a big killer amongst men, yes, so
0: all right, this one goes against the uh, popular cliche or the the popular stereotype, and it says that a headache may actually make you more in the mood. It says migraine sufferers reported higher levels of sexual desire, according to the research done by Wake Forest University School of Medicine.
1: That's interesting. I've heard that uh, an orgasm can release endorphins to the level that your headache goes away. Okay, good to know.
0: All right, so if you want to have an orgasm, especially especially for women here, but it's also true for men, You don't need lingerie. You need to keep your socks on during sex. So it says basically that cold feet can interfere with the ability to get really into sex, especially for women. And it might be related to some sort of survival uh, mechanism in your body where, you know, you need to be totally relaxed and anxiety free. And cold feet is kind of a big no-no if you're trying to survive.
1: Sure. Do people keep their houses cold enough for cold feet nowadays?
0: I don't know. We do. We do. I mean, but I get cold feet when it's 70 in the house sometimes.
1: Really? Well, you're like seven feet tall, so... That's true, Listen.
0: yeah. Blood, blood hasn't been down there
1: for a while. <laughs> right, exactly. It takes a while for it to circulate.
0: Yeah. Hey, hey, good news for the 3% of people that have a really big penis. A big penis won't stretch out or ruin a vagina. <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay.
0: It says here that... Uh, There's a popular myth that having too much sex or having sex with a large partner or or large toy can stretch out a woman's vagina and or labia, resulting in roast beef flaps. Uh, It says that the vaginal canal is a muscle and does not permanently stretch from having accommodated a large penis or toy. And it says it bounces back quickly and that the shape and size of labia are unique to each woman and not indicative of her sexual status or history. But I don't know that we're going to convince a lot of the people on the Internet of that.
1: That's uh, fascinating. I know one of the best uh, sayings I ever heard was by a firefighter, and he said, uh, "Oh, what the hell was he saying?" It was a uh, basically it came down to, uh, you know, babies come out of there. Your penis isn't big enough. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <That laughs> he was. He didn't say it to point. me. He said it to somebody else that we were. At a table, eating dinner with uh, all men, of course. (laughs) Well, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Although
0: I I believe it is possible, and I'm not a doctor, but I believe it is possible in childbirth to tear a lot of those muscles. And so I guess depending on the healing and everything, having a baby could influence a little bit, I suppose.
1: I am certain that it does. Yes. All right. uh, Let's talk about the G-spot, Mike. Uh Uh-oh. The (laughs) G-spot? Yes. Is that like the clitoris? Uh, It doesn't exist?
0: No, it's the Google thing. (laughs) That's where the the Google CEO and board meet. So basically this is saying that the G-spot is a misnomer because it's not actually a discrete anatomical entity. Uh, But it's an area of the urethral sponge that's highly sensitive for many people. But they say that bodies and arousal are complex and there's no surefire technique uh, that works for everybody. So... You may have a spot that I, that you identify as the G spot, but it isn't a spot, and it's not in the same spot for every
1: person. That makes sense. I would like to make yeah. an aside real quick.
0: Yes, let's do that.
1: I have about a quarter left of this cigar, and it has become very dark and flavorful. Yes. Uh, there's been a lot of flavor change for me on this cigar. I don't know what yours is like, but yep, mine I have is to make note into of that.
0: Into that dark bit. I got a bit of that earlier taste you were talking about Mm -hmm. at the at the start of the cigar uh for maybe one or two puffs and i thought oh no but it was just this flavor change shifting into the darker so i concur with you there we go there we go all right so apparently as a society we are talking about sex more but we're having it less
1: i have uh consumed media that has claimed that Gen Z is the lowest sexed generation in American history. And I don't know if that's true or not, obviously.
0: Uh, yeah, but I that's what know. they're claiming.
1: And that's what they're claiming. I don't know how they could possibly know that. but
0: I don't know. I don't know how anybody knows anything about a lot of this stuff. I, right. A lot of random surveys, I guess. But you'd have to blanket. I mean, I don't think I've ever gotten a sex survey. But you would think there'd be enough people that wouldn't answer it. I have never been a part of any survey, so... Yeah. Not even the rate your satisfaction at the bowling lanes or something?
1: (laughs) No, never even one of those. (laughs) Oh, okay. (laughs) They don't ask people like me that. Yeah. And you mentioned it, not me. So there, fucker. (laughs) (laughs) There we go.
0: Uh, So this one is... And this one here, unlike the book we talked about recently, this says this is definitely a correlation but not causation. Uh, The average person's sexual peak is the same age they can rent a car, which is about 25, according to the study. So you'll have your most sex around age 25, and uh, that's about that. People in their 20s have sex uh, more than 80 times per year. Uh, 45 by age 45, it's down to 60 times per year, and by 65, it's 20 times per
1: year. Okay, well, that was not the case for me, but (laughs) I spent my 20s working. (laughs) Yes, lots of working
0: case for me because I spent my high school years in the Boy Scouts. (laughs) (laughs) Just kidding. Okay. So we were talking a little bit about penis sizes and, you know, about the male orgasms and things like that. But I think this one here now is, when it comes to pleasure, the girth is more important than the length, according to women, I guess.
1: I have heard that before.
0: And I think if you know how to work it, that probably also helps.
1: Sure. Sure.
0: So this one, this one, I think is, this one is true, I think. Uh, So it says here, the only thing that fancy condoms turn on is your credit card. So the ribbed condoms, which totally don't taste like ribs, by the way, uh, they're more marketing magic than sex magic. So this doctor or somebody is saying that uh, the condoms with the little bumps and ticklers and ridges don't really do anything.
1: Don't those condoms only come out of vending machines and shady bathrooms nowadays? You
0: can, you can get a box of the the Trojan ribbed.
1: I haven't looked for those ever, so I guess maybe they yeah. are sold.
0: Well, and they've got some with uh, that come you know pre lubed or with spermicide, or they've got a, a, a few different varieties.
1: Sure. I know they have the Magnums uh, that claim to be bigger for the guys who with yeah. large pants. And they're
0: just regular size condoms, but they charge a little bit more and make everybody feel better.
1: I had a conversation with somebody about this, and I'm not going to mention their name, but we know who they are. Both of us know this person. <laughs> uh, and I watched a video of a, a lady. Who said – basically, she was saying wear a condom no matter what. Uh, And uh, she was making fun of the guys that say their penis is too big to fit a condom on their penis. Apparently, that was a thing at one time. And so she took a condom out of a a wrapper. And it was a black lady with a shaved head. And she took the condom and put it around her whole head. (laughs) (laughs) without ripping it. And then this person said, Oh, you can't do that. So I took a condom and my hair was about an inch long at the time. And I put it around my head and it ripped a little bit on my hair. You know, if it would have been smooth, I could have put it around my head too. Uh, Yeah.
0: I thought there was a whole bunch of videos in the 2000s of people putting condoms on their head and like blowing and like inflating them. So they would shoot off their
1: head. Oh, maybe I don't know. I've I've seen balloon animals made out of condoms for sure. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Uh, so here it comes back to what we talked about at the at the top. Men can orgasm without ejaculating. So it says, well, ejaculation generally does coincide with an orgasm. The two actually occur in rapid succession. And this is the person who wrote the book "Living an Orgasmic Life," who's a sex educator and author, and and he claims or she claims. Uh, that men can learn to differentiate between the two and have orgasms without ejaculating, which I guess men can have that because there are some medical conditions that would prevent you from doing so. But right. also, again, I, I don't know that it's a, a full-on blanket statement. Like, you can learn to do it. Yeah, maybe.
1: I'm guessing it's not like arithmetic.
0: It, yeah, probably not. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and uh, this this last one here... Uh, And I like to uh, point these things out because it really feels, in our society anyway, that a lot of things afflicting men, whether it be, you know, depression or, let's say, prostate cancer or testicular cancer or anything else to do just with men, is kind of swept under the rug in the societal discourse. So this last one here is men suffer from low libido just as much as women do. Uh, and they said that this uh, this doctor here says that in practice the number of couples complaining of low sex, sexual desire is about equal. Interesting. So that is
1: that. I wonder how much of that is situational. I guess I don't know. That would how be. How do you mean? Uh, you know, not low sexual desire necessarily, but I can tell you when I got a lot of crap going on, sex is just not in my not in my uh, list of priorities. You know. Yeah, well, I, I think a, it's the
0: same as women. You know, if you're not in the mood, you're not in the mood, and there's right. a big thing where you know men are are in. Let's say media, movies, and things. Men are always eager and ready to go at the drop of a hat, and I just don't think that that's true. I mean, I know it's not true,
1: <laughs> but right. You know, I mean, I personally know it's not true. If I got a lot of shit going on at work and a lot of other shit going on at home. Uh, I'm focused on that and the stress of that just kind of takes over, I guess. Yeah. And you know, men,
0: men men can feel bloated too. And if I don't get enough, (laughs) you know, I mean, honestly, you know, I mean, think of any excuse a a woman makes, I mean, not, not really excuse, but any reason a woman makes a man can make just as easily, you know, and it should be just as valid.
1: It is just as valid from my perspective, but we're also not, uh, I, We've talked about this before. A lot of these societal things we have going on with sex are really single dating people things uh, who are engaging in risky behaviors. Uh, It's not like people who are in committed long-term relationships or in any sort of stable environment. They're doing things that are generally not safe. Yes. And I would consider online dating to be one of those things uh if yeah. you're meeting with strangers it's not you're not engaging in a safe behavior you are engaging in a dangerous behavior so yeah. not that well, it's- and I
0: think I think online dating in itself with the intent of being dating is fine the online hookup stuff not fine i mean online dating is is it's more it's different than going to your gym a bar, a library out on the street and trying to date someone, because at least everybody on the online dating platform wants to date. But that doesn't mean that these people aren't dangerous or, you know, have weird, unsafe desires and things like that. So you always have to be, whether you're, whenever you're meeting somebody you don't know, you always have to be extra safe.
1: Right. I'm fine with any, I'm okay with anything anybody wants to do, but acknowledging that it's not I have heard that about safe you, Mike. activity. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> no, I'm fine with even, you know, if you want an online date, that's great. If you want to do hookup culture, that's great. But even if you're going with the intent of like being in a relationship, it's still risky meeting somebody you don't know, uh, or haven't met before who's not part of your normal social circle. At least yeah. when you are, they're part of your normal social circle. Uh, with heavy air quotes, there's a lot of social pressure to not to behave in a way that's correct, right? Where it's yeah. not necessarily the case if it's somebody that you don't know and nobody you know knows them either. You know, even a blind date with somebody that your friend knows is they're going to behave in a way that's socially acceptable most likely because they know somebody you know. Yes,
0: but if if everybody followed that logic, there would be no movie Titanic because. Rose was not in his social circles.
1: Uh, No. And that's why she allowed him to just drown to death.
0: That's why the ship sank. It was their
1: punishment. (laughs) That's right. God. That is right. That is right.
0: So basically, if you don't want to get pregnant or have your partner get pregnant, either don't have sex or at the very bare minimum, use a condom. Which would be yeah. not the bare minimum. Ha
1: ha ha. Use some method of birth control, which I'm guessing all of the yes. people who are listening are already aware of. But,
0: but if there you are not, there are all sorts of birth control and protection for sex that you can find out from yourself, by yourself, in the comfort of your own home, on your company's work computer in your (laughs) subordinates office just by Googling, or you could talk to a doctor or some other sort of professional because Mike and I are neither of those things. I mean, we might be your coworker, I guess, but probably not.
1: It's possible. Did I ever tell you when I uh, got hooked up with my work phone and laptop uh, years ago? I do not believe so. So this was a while ago, and the person uh, who set me up with my phone and laptop at that time said multiple times, probably five times, do not look at pornography on your work phone and or laptop, like five times. And it was a tech person who was a woman. Yep. Yep. And I looked at her, and it's probably the third time, not the fifth time, because it happened after I said it. Like, Is this really a problem that people are looking up at like inappropriate things on their work stuff? And she looked at me and she said, you would be shocked at the number of people that are looking at pornography on their work phone and or laptop. I'm like, oh, my God. (laughs) What the hell is wrong with people? I like just yeah, said it's mostly no guys idea. in their fifties. This was, okay. now they'd be closer to 60. Let's put it that way. But Idiot. it's like these older guys that are not with it, with technology, <laughs> probably yeah. didn't have a smartphone, I'm guessing.
0: Yeah, they're probably their first smartphone, their first internet
1: device, you know? Right. Which to me is just incredible. Uh
0: I know a lot of big uh, organizations. The one that I work for, they have their own list of sites you can't can't visit and a lot of them dealing with like motion pictures or movies are restricted you can't like i can't go to imdb.com on my work oh sure but you can go to YouTube and watch whatever you want on YouTube, but you can't go to IMDb to learn about movies. So not that you're really learning about movies, but you know what I mean, if you want to know who the actor is. But you can go on Wikipedia and look up any number of things there. But I've I've never looked at that kind of material on any kind of work device because that would be insane to do.
1: Right. I, From what I understand, at least from my work uh, laptop and phone, there's no restriction at all. But, okay, I'm guessing there's a, an alert that would be sent if I were doing something inappropriate, so
0: yeah, I mean I guess it might be an alert or maybe they run an audit monthly or something of you know the cache or something oh sure, uh, you know the the cached images or something. um I know well, I don't know, but I know there's a lot of things you can you can set up on, like your router at home to restrict certain devices from going certain places and things. Or just any device connected to your thing, and I think that that's a little less necessary now, at least at the router level, because most phones have no issue accessing the internet anymore. So you'd have to, if you wanted to restrict like family members and things, you'd have to do a router one, and then you'd have to figure out with your
1: carrier provider how to restrict.
0: Like they've all phones have like child plans and things, so I'm sure you could restrict any device on your plan that you wanted to, but.
1: Right. I mean, I don't have children, as you know, but I did look up, this was a while ago, when my nieces and nephews were younger, and Zuckerberg has children, and his kids yeah. had flip phones until they were well into their teenage years. He did not yeah. allow them to have smartphones at all. Yeah. Yeah. Didn't want them to have smartphones. It's like, well, so this guy, who's a billionaire, who's yeah, a tech from guy-
0: selling everybody's data.
1: Yeah, from selling everybody's data. It's like no, no, want no, his no. kids' data to be sold. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't want his kids to have access to the internet. He wants them to have access to telephones, you know? Yep. My brother, uh, his oldest kid, one of them, he had his uh, son get a, uh, what is it, uh, iPod. And the iPod had Wi-Fi, and he could make cell phone calls off of that at like the movie theater or whatever, because everybody says okay. Wi-Fi now. Yep. And that's what he did. So yep. and that seemed to be effective too. I was like, Oh, that's weird, but it worked. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I think I'd rather go the phone route. I don't mind being able to, I don't know. We haven't come to that because, uh, our, our, our oldest is only three. So. Right. But I know I didn't get a phone. Well, I mean, phones weren't really a thing until I got into high school. You know, like my grandpa, I remember my grandpa had a phone, uh, for his car, for his business, but they were car phones. They weren't really nobody really called them cell phones. They were in a little like briefcase and they went into the, the uh, you know, the the cigarette lighter outlet thing and that's how they were powered, but they weren't really termed a cell phone and it wasn't really something you could just carry with you because it had to be powered from the car. It it didn't have a battery. I don't think so. No, it had uh,
1: a, it had a uh, adapter to plug into a cigarette or a wall. They could plug it into the wall too. Yep. Yep. Yeah.
0: So, but yeah, we, I mean, the first phones that came out were the flip phones. So that's kind of, I didn't get one until I I went to college. I had the calling cards, you know, you had to dial like the 1-800 and then put in your long card number and took 15 minutes to make a call.
1: Yep. I had a calling card when I went to college as well. Yeah. had like 380 minutes and my parents bought it and I literally only used it to call them. Yep. Yep. And uh, it was a simpler world, I guess.
0: (laughs) In some, in some instances,
1: yes. My uh, cigar is literally three-eighths of an inch long right now, and yeah, I'm trying eyes, to puff on it.
0: Yeah, vita is way down there. It is, uh, yeah, I'm under an inch for sure. So,
1: Oh, I am beyond burning my fingers. I'm, like, trying not to burn my uh, <laughs> mouth. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I'm cashed. It was fantastic yes. towards the end. Uh,
0: yes, this one is very good. I like it.
1: Yeah, the... the uh, the copy they put out on it, which was a limited release and a master blend and supposed to cultivate a blah, blah, blah with complex flavors. And it actually was really good. So uh, this genuinely. is a
0: limited release then, huh?
1: Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they will okay. release a Gen 4 next year. So, okay. Uh, you can still buy them online. And I'm sure that they're still in lounges around the country. Oh, so Probably, yeah. Yes. Wow.
0: I think the cigar was good. I hope the topic was mildly interesting. If any of our listeners decide to try the multiple male orgasm thing, uh, and it works for you with minimal effort, uh, let us know. If it takes a lot of effort, uh, we don't care.
1: uh, (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. Candles. Apparently uh, candles. Yeah. That might help. They you said handles. I I was like, oh, handles. Sure. There's a lot of handles around.
0: Candles, yes. Oh, yeah. Uh, Hey, honey, why'd you you get different knobs? They look like giant dicks. Uh, Handles are the third most. uh... (laughs) Yep. So anyway, thanks for listening.
1: Be safe. Have fun.